welcome to another edition of the broadcast podcast here at Sorgatron Media. And wow. uh, Kim, are you excited to be here? I'm so excited because you're so excited. <laughs> I didn't realize how excited I was when we started talking. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you're excited because you know what? We have had some amazing women on recently and um, today so is no exception. Yeah, I know. We've gotten very, very lucky because we've asked a lot of really busy women to come on and commit a half an hour of their time and they've all said yes. Well, Which, I don't understand that, but thank you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Before, Being on with us two crazy ladies. I know. I know. Um, before we get started, I'm going to do the housekeeping business. Yes. So um, if people want to support the show, they can. They can mm-hmm. go to our Patreon page at Patreon. Kim is crying right now. She is so excited. I am excited. <laughs> I'm like so excited about people giving us money. Um, <laughs> Patreon slash broadcast PGH. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, if you want to sponsor the show, we open to suggestion. We'd love to hear from you. You can drop us a line at broadcastpgh at gmail. You can follow us on Twitter at broadcastpgh. Find us on Facebook at the broadcast underscore pgh and on Instagram at the broadcast underscore pgh. All of that is on our website, which is broadcast-podcast.com. Thank you to the team at Sorgatron Media for making us sound good and intelligent and and enthusiastic. So. <laughs> the enthusiasm is all organic. Sure. <laughs> She sure. just sighed. That was a sigh of joy. That was and- a sigh of, I'm excited. <laughs> like, I'm zen. I had a tough week. Yes. I've just been. No, I will say, Kim, I think that recording these is really your happy place. It, you have no idea. Because you get this <laughs> moment where you get to come in and be around, well, first of all, me. Yes. Which, hello. Yes. How could you not be excited to be and around me? We don't me? spend nearly enough time together. <laughs> Yep. But also, more importantly, yeah. the amazing women that we get to chat <laughs> with and highlight and talk with about issues that matter, not just to us individually, but I think on a collective level, issues that are national as well as local. And that's why this podcast has been such a lifesaver for myself as well to get mm-hmm. through these, you know, these winter doldrums, yep. so to speak, is knowing that we get to be around amazing, inspiring women like our guest today. Yes. That was such a good segue. You're uh, so good. I'm the queen of segues. Really, really I just are. crowned myself. I'm so, so bad at them and you're so good at them. That's why we're such a good team because we help each other out. Um, Beth Tarasi is running for uh, the Democratic nomination for the PA12 congressional seat. She is hoping. Wow. To, I know. I'm like, I am it's so huge. impressed with all these women who are running for office I right know. now. I know. I'm like, mm. I'm like Do doing it, nothing with my life. No, yeah, that, okay. <laughs> these First women are like, I'm much. changing the world. Yes, yes. Everyone has. <laughs> I'm like, I get to, to just play. watch. Listen, young lady. Uh, but she's running for office. She's yes. hoping to unseat a longtime incumbent Republican in that seat. It's a very red district, and the goal is to turn it blue. So, Beth, welcome to the podcast. Thank applause you track. Much. Yeah, applause track. Yay! I'm just going to start doing okay. it since we need an applause track. We we say this every episode. <laughs> yes. There we go. <laughs> Feel better now. Yeah, good. I, I'm, I'm really excited. Good. It's a great applause. <laughs> Outstanding. See, you are changing the world. Yes. Telling you one yes. applause at a time. <laughs> so, but we want to talk to you a little bit about like, why are you running for office? You're one of this like wave of women who are have said, okay, this is the time I'm going to do this. Maybe after you know trying to figure out when the best time to do it was. Tell us a little bit about why you're running now. What the issues you see are for your district and kind of maybe do you feel that pressure of being part of this wave or part of this, you know, group of women who are trying to make some changes? The ceilings. Yeah. I, I never thought of myself as, as a, a, a woman trying to break the glass ceiling or mm-hmm. a f- part of a female wave. What I saw was our, our, our country in a place that I wasn't comfortable with. Mm-hmm. 
And so um, it, it was it was a decision about where are we going. Um, I have a twenty I have a twenty seven year old son and twenty five year old son. My parents are eighty six, mm-hmm. and I looked at what America was becoming, and I thought I can't I cannot sit back anymore. I have to get in. I have to do something, um, and. I thought, well, I'm going to run for Congress. So I just love yeah. that. Like, She's like, something. you know what? Damn it. I'm running for Congress. Yeah. yeah. Not, not just like, you know, I'm going to do something small. No. I'm going to just run for Congress. Well, this is these are the types of women I personally <laughs> love. You. you know, not only are you jumping in with both feet, you're like, I'm jumping in, in the deep end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and let's get just get this done. Yeah. So, so what? first of all, what district are you running in? Uh, it's the 12th Congressional District. It is all of Beaver County, mm-hmm. part of Lawrence County, part of Allegheny County, part of Westmoreland County, <laughs> part wow. of Somerset County, and part of Cambria County. Is this a gerrymandered district? Is it is a gerrymandered district, mm-hmm. but it is no actually, kidding. This a vastly different what world. What that must look like? Just the description of it. <laughs> it. It looks. It looks like a uh, a rectangle with a hammer on the bottom. <laughs> You know, she is about to smash, yes. right? And this needs to be your slogan, right? Well, it, it's, it's <laughs> be the hammer. It's where I grew up, though. You know, I, yeah. I grew up here, and I I feel comfortable with it. I um, I grew up uh, going to Quaker Valley mm-hmm. High School, and then I attended the University of Pittsburgh on a women's basketball scholarship at a time when they were just started giving scholarships to women. So I'm very wow. comfortable in a situation where I just pay. Hey, the work's got to get yeah, done. Let's, yeah. You know, somebody's got to start this. Yeah. Um, and uh, I went to law school at night, worked in a day, managed to um, complicate my law school uh, career by having my first son, Teddy. Thanks, in the Teddy. It's going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's adorable. <laughs> I'll tell you what, when, when they, when I gave birth to him and they put him on my chest, I fell in love Aww. all over again. Sure. Yeah. And when I see him, I get this rush of just this feeling. Yeah. That you want to improve the world. Yeah. For him. Yeah. yeah you know? Him and his, his, his younger brother, Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and that, that love is, that drives me and my parents. I mean, they took great care of me mm. growing up. I take care of them now. I have the, they live with me mm-hmm. and, um, I, I take, you know, I, I love having them there. I have, have them over, um, three nights a week for dinner. Yeah. Oh, nice. And whatever their, their needs are, I, I take care of. Yeah. And it's just, that's the kind of person I am. I'm a, I'm a person who takes care of people. Yeah. And and this is a good fit for me because right now I do not believe that we are being well represented and taken care of in Washington. Yeah. So what are some of the issues that you see specifically that you feel as though need to be addressed immediately that aren't being or being addressed in a way that you believe is wrong? Well, one thing I see Pittsburgh progressing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh area progressing. The 12th district mm-hmm. is only 15 miles outside of Pittsburgh. It, it is not progressing. Right. It is not moving the way Pittsburgh's moving. That can be changed. And I, I'm a firm believer in building relationships and talking to people and bringing them together. I don't think that that is being done. Um, I have, have talked to different representatives from Pittsburgh and I say, what is the, Congressman from the 12th district doing? Is he reaching out to you? Does he talk to you? Uh, did he did he talk to you when this Amazon was coming to town? And the, the answer has been no. 
So he, mm -hmm. he is not reaching out. He is not trying to build a better 12th. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that's one of my issues. Um, and actually Washington keeps creating them. What they're doing to the healthcare bill, yeah. that's going to need straightened out. We, we have to have healthcare for all. Mm -hmm. I mean, Amen. That, that we need it. Preaching the choir here. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I know. And yeah. that's, that we have to look at America as it, it, a society. Mm. We want to have a good society. Mm. We don't want to have a 1% and a 99%. Mm. That's not going to work. No. It's been proven time and time again that that doesn't work. Yeah. That's what's happening right now. Mm. Do you think if you looked at the healthcare issue, and this is, this is my question because I feel like a lot of people running are sort of missing this mark, and I'm, I'm curious of your thoughts on it. I feel like businesses would be on board with single payer healthcare or healthcare for all because it takes that pressure off of them as business owners, especially small yeah. business owners, yes. right? right? If they don't have to worry about paying for healthcare anymore and putting that burden on them, they could free up those those resources to propel their business forward. And, and is that a way that you are thinking about approaching businesses um, from that healthcare aspect or exactly. have you already? Exactly. Because I run my own business. Okay. And I noticed that premiums, I used to pay maybe $300 a month per employee. Okay. And it, what business are you in? I, I, I run a law firm. Okay. I run a law firm. And, of course um, you do. <laughs> on her spare, spare time. time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm an attorney and I have a law firm. And then the, the premiums went to 1600 to 2400 per person. Wow. I, I just reduced my, I had to reduce my workforce. Well, no kidding. Because it, it, it's, it's, it was outrageous mm -hmm. to pay $10,000, $13,000 a month oh, for health care. How could premiums. you? You can't. No. You're just, you're, you're on a treadmill. And you're running and they keep every year, they say, we're going up 10%. We're going to go up another 25%. So you just, you know, and you're running faster and faster and you just cannot keep up. You're running faster and faster. Just try to staying on the treadmill. Yes. You're not even going anywhere. No. Yeah. Right. And plus, not only do you pay health premiums, you pay workers comp. Yep. In case anybody, you know, gets sick on the job or you know, falls, there's a, there's a health care component of that. So to get rid of all that, oh, that'd be wonderful. Mm -hmm. Businesses would do very, very well because I know that is a big, big number. Yeah. And to have, to have your health care tied to your employment is so tenuous for so many people. Absolutely. So, from yeah, the employee's you know, perspective. Right. You, yeah, you can't absolutely. move from job. You're stuck in the job mm -hmm. because of health care. your job, you're unhappy or you're not, you know, whatever, you're in a situation where you don't like your job or you need to make changes, you, you, you're bound to your job because of your health care. And I mean, if you lose your job, yeah, you it affects job, not just mm -hmm. you, but it can affect your whole yeah. family. I'm curious, when you decided that you were going to run, what was your next step? Because I think a lot of women, especially women that have never thought about doing this before, you know, how, who did you call? Who did you reach out to? What did that process look like for you? Um, I reached out to other candidates mm -hmm. uh, who run in the past. Um, I, I, I spoke to them. I reached out to uh, candidates or congressmen in office. Um, and I went down to Washington, D.C. And I talked to um, a bunch of professionals down there. I wanted to see, one, if I could win. Uh -huh. And I wanted to see the stats on the area and to see if a, a person of my background um, could even win the race. Because I was not going to get into this race unless I could win, unless mm -hmm. I had a path of victory. And, um, you know, I took the time and I saw, uh, statistically that I could win a, a woman and from PA emerge mm -hmm. 
put me in touch with uh, a woman named Abigail Garner mm -hmm. from Scotty Media. I mean, I can't thank Abby Garner enough. She has uh, put me in the right direction, and not only has she is she a fantastic consultant, she has become a friend, a, a mentor, a sister. I, she's everything that a woman could want another woman to be. Mm -hmm. She is my bud, and mm -hmm. you know what. She tells me that today I have to wear a mask over my face. <laughs> I'm wearing a mask over my face. Well, you are going to politics. I think you'll be wearing lots of different masks. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so that, but that's a really interesting point because I think you hear that from women running for office, that building your team uh -huh. is really what helps you kind of push through some of the more challenging parts of right. running a campaign because it's not easy. It, you know, it's a, you drove down here to come on our podcast today. So you're, you're, you're going to, to try and, raise your visibility and, mm -hmm. and raise your, you know, get your name recognition out there. And that's, that's a lot of hard work. That's a lot of shoe leather. That's a lot of, you know, really putting your time and your, your heart and soul into it. So having that team oh, support great. you and back you up, how do you, you know, if you're, if you were going to give advice, I mean, you, you know, this is the first race you've run, right? So mm -hmm. if you were going to give advice to other women who are thinking about jumping in, you know, I have to believe that building your team is, is going to be yeah, the first building thing your you team. Do. But I was surprised at how many women, Re when they heard I was running, reached out to me. Mm. Wow, I love and that. And it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. There was a woman named Bonnie DiCarlo, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Susan Kaplan, wonderful women. And, and these were like your professional yeah, colleagues and people that you had worked with? and There are women who are interested in politics, women who are uh, Jan Shildron, women who are interested in other women. Mm. Uh, Chelsea Wagner, mm -hmm. Chelsea Wagner. They're interested in women progressing and women stepping out and saying, hey, we need better representation. So not women. even people that you knew. These were women no, that just were like, no, hey, this just is a out of the blue. Love wow, that. that's they, fantastic. As soon as I threw my name in the hat, out of the blue, they contacted me. What was something that was, besides that, that has been surprising to you as you've moved along in this process that you weren't anticipating as perhaps a challenge or a hurdle? There's still discrimination. No mm. kidding. Stop it. <laughs> still, yeah. You heard it here first, folks. You Good heard flash. it here first. <laughs> still discrimination. Tell us a little bit about the experiences you've had in well, that venue. Because I don't think a lot of people... They don't get it. They don't get it. And and they're really confused by yeah. that. And it's like, no, guys, this is a real yeah. thing. Yeah. We're not making it up. Right. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm 57 years old, okay? Wow. I've had two kids... I've raised two boys. I was a single mother yeah. for nine, and I have done a lot in my life. And yet, people, I, I I'm running against different people, or they're, mm. they're running and they're off, and they're saying your parents are both male. Yeah, shocking. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, they're, they're they're talking about oh, I'm doing this for my three year old daughter or my two year old daughter. I'm thinking, wait a second, mm -hmm. <laughs> you're just beginning. You know, I I'm I have raised these guys. Yeah. Yeah. I have done this. And, uh, then the, um, the, 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 the people expecting me, uh, this is surprising to show up in a dress. I have dresses. <laughs> I do. And I wear them, but I've also had my knee replaced. Yeah. And so I'm very sensitive about the dress and the shoes yeah. and, and frankly, and, and I get, and, and that has, what nothing, you want. Yeah, that has nothing to do yeah. with, with running the race. Yeah. It's, it's strange. It's empowering. I would think. Mm -hmm. in a sense, that you can now start this next chapter of your life sort of unencumbered mm -hmm. in a way that women that are younger than you 
aren't able to. Right. Do you feel as though you have a um, an extra burden put upon your shoulders to represent those women as well that maybe have the little kids at home mm -hmm. that wish they could do this but can't? And are those issues that maybe affect a younger woman uh, going to be a part of your campaign that maybe don't affect yeah. you, like no. reproductive rights, for example? I can tell you I will never forget. Mm. I will never forget the discrimination mm. that I faced. I will never forget the child rearing being all on my shoulders mm. and me being anxious and nervous about getting the kids, making sure they had to be where they had to be, when they had to be, everything had to be, uh, the, the shoes had to be right, the shirt had to be right, they had to be dressed, they had to be bathed. You go through all those things, like everything in the house had to be taken care of. You have those stressors. And I want to make that less stressful for the women younger than me. To me, I, I find you to be in such an interesting position because you can address those issues. You've lived those issues, but because you're not encumbered by those issues at this point, mm -hmm. you can go much further mm -hmm. in a lot of ways than, than, oh, yeah. you know, than, yeah. you know, than younger women can. So it's very empowering to, to see you and step I, into that space. I have the compassion. Yeah. Me the too. empathy, empathy and compassion. And I, when I see a new mother, you know, struggling to get her baby out of the car and, you know, mm -hmm. the dad, the guy has shut the door and he's down the walkway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to run over and help her and, and say, can I, you know, what can I do? Yeah. Or when they're, they're uh, <laughs> having a fit in the store and the baby's rolling around on the floor <laughs> and the mother's going, oh, <laughs> I, I tell her, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Don't yeah. be embarrassed. This is what they do. <laughs> and you know, that's, that's, that's nice to hear because I think a lot of times women get kind of caught up in the fear of how they're going to be judged by other women, Absolutely. unfortunately, that sometimes uh, we can be sort of harsh critics of each other and that, you know, having that, so you know what, your kids uh, having a tantrum in the store, it's not the end of the world, you know, doesn't mean you're a bad mother, it doesn't mean, mm -hmm. it means you have a kid who's having a bad day. And I think sometimes we lose sight of those kind of, you know, we can help each other just by, you know, that shared experience, yeah. right, or that supportive, you know, even though the situation's not ideal that, you know, you're going to get through this and I've gone through it, you know. I hope women, I, I, I'm disappointed when women don't support other women. Yeah. Yeah. And they're really, women are harder, hardest on other women. Yeah. I think that's, that breaks true. my heart. Yeah. How do you see as far as women running for elected office? I think a lot of the women, we've had some on the podcast and we've, you know, obviously there's a lot of women out there, but I think there's a, been a dearth of women of color running for public office. Maybe they're not as visible. Maybe their resources or they're not feeling that they're part of this conversation. How do we encourage, you know, and this is maybe a little bit outside of the realm of, you know, mm -hmm. your campaign specifically, but how do we kind of encourage all women to feel like they can run for office, they can be part of the conversation? Because I wonder if we've, we've done enough to be welcoming sort of that big tent idea of having any woman could run for office, any woman who has, you know, the means and the and the, the vision and the, the wherewithal to put up with it. Mm -hmm. But I, I wonder if we could be doing a better job at, at welcoming more diversity into sort of this wave of women who are running for office. I think we can always always mm -hmm. do a better job. It is the women who have to encourage the women. Yeah. So back to your district, what are, I would think this would be a hard race just because you have an incumbent. It's in a more rural area. It has been kind of red as mm -hmm. of, especially as of recent. Mm -hmm. How are you going to relate to that population in a way that says, Hey, I hear you. I understand you, but this this particular path isn't serving you. Mm -hmm. Here's how I can do it better in a way that is relatable to them. 
one thing they have to see. Yeah. They have to see that what's happening to their economy. They have to see, because I grew up in the, in, in the seventies in the Beaver Valley and in high school, I graduated in 78. It was booming. And yeah. yes, steel, the steel mills have gone by the wayside, but that doesn't mean the workers did. Right. I mean, we have a, a wonderful workforce. We have the, the, the resources, the facilities were right on the river. Um, Johnstown, same way they had steel mills, but that doesn't mean they lost the workers yeah. and coal, they have the coal mines. They still have the, the workers and the people there that can work. We have to work on getting other industry in there. So you're not going to bring back the coal mine? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Moses could bring back the coal mine. <laughs> <laughs> what an undertaking trying to bring back the coal mine. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Beth, so, so what's your, we've been asking all the, our recent guests since we've started doing new shows in 2018. Do you have, maybe you have two resolutions, maybe one for, you know, the, for PA 12 and maybe mm-hmm. one personally. So what are your resolutions for 2018? What are you, what's going to, what are you going to make happen this year? For me, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to make an awareness. I'm going to bring about awareness for for myself and for women that you can go out and you can do this. You can do this and um, don't be afraid and continue on. You know, continue on the on the path that you think is 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 right for you. Because mm-hmm. my my year is going to be campaigning, campaigning, yeah. campaigning, yeah. talking to people helping people um that that's that's what I want to do I want to I want to see 2018 a year of awareness for women and a year where they I would inspire them to move and to be able move in a, a positive direction in politics and to know that they can do it yeah well I have one more quick yeah question when you talked about your path to victory what mm-hmm. does that path look like without giving away some of your trade secrets? But yeah. I mean, when you, when you said, I'm not going to win, I'm not going to run unless I think I can win this. Mm-hmm. When you got those statistics back, who, who are the demographics? Who are the people that you need to win? What are the issues you need to focus on to get you there? Well, the, the issues are one, be myself. Yeah. Be the Western Pennsylvania girl that I am, that I always have been, uh, be the personable person. I'm a very personable person. I I'm go, liking this person a lot. I, I, I really, I know I'm serious. I, I think you're incredibly genuine and tough. I yes. go, and I, I like it. I help people. Yes. Um, I am sincere. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, I have been able to raise money. Yeah. And that's, that is, that has been the, the key thing. Not as much as I like, uh, because I am in a crowded primary. Sure. But I have been able to raise money. And when people talk to me, they, they feel the genuineness. They feel like I am going to help them and Republican or Democrat. And I think that's the the key there is getting people to understand things on a more fundamental level and focusing, putting the focus back on issues instead of sound bites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, we wish you well in 2018 and in your endeavor in running. And yeah. we look forward to hearing and seeing more of you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Beth.
This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.